hosted by Bobby Enright. Welcome guys to another episode of Reach Your Peak Podcast with your host Bobby Enright. On today's show we're going to talk about how long does it take to actually lose body fat. Um, the reason I'm doing this podcast and this topic came up is just generally during the week a lot of uh, clients sport in the gym floor and online um, were asking this similar question or were wondering how long is it going to take them to lose um, the weight, the body fat, um, and is there is there a certain way to do it? Is it, and how long will it actually take? And is it possible to lose weight from certain areas like your midsection, your arms, your legs, your, whatever it may be? So all these questions kind of cropped up during the week, and it was a, it was a case of let's look at it a little bit deeper. Let's kind of get a bit of uh, a knowledge around body fat and what are the implications of having high body fat and how do you actually lose it so when you're trying to slim down and you're trying to get weight say off the midsection and just get 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 body fat down um, research kind of shows that losing body fat is a lot more complicated um, than, uh, than, 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 than you actually think so it's not just as easy as doing a load of ab exercises and doing fad diets to lose body fat. There's a lot more to it. Um, like the, the key thing here is that when, when we look at weight loss plans that, that you hear on, on social media promising to blast belly fat faster, targeted weight loss and all this kind of stuff, uh, there is no research to back up this. It's 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 not possible to, to do certain exercises or eat certain ways to to kind of lose weight from your arms, your legs, or your midsection. It's just not possible. So there isn't such an exercise that can suddenly target body fat in the the midsection, for instance. When when people think, "Oh, I really want to lose this midsection weight, so I'm going to do loads of sit ups," that's not going to to cut it really because at the end of the day it's reducing body fat is what you're trying to do now doing loads of crunches and core workouts is going to strengthen your core and help you build a stronger midsection but the problem is it's it, it, there is some body fat there um so it is it is a smart choice to drop body fat because we know that if we are carrying less body fat, say a slimmer a slimmer waistline, for instance, we're going to lower our risk of heart disease and type two diabetes, which is really prevalent in today's world. So what we need to kind of look at next is what actually is body fat. So if we look at body fat, so technically body fat is made up of two types of fat. We've got subcutaneous fat, which lives on it lives just under the skin and we've got visceral and our intra-abdominal fat which tends to wrap around and make its way up into your organs um so that's what you're talking about so when we're talking about body fat we mean visceral fat because this is is the most dangerous type of fat it's around your organs and that's the one you really need to kind of take care of it, it is linked with several health um implications including inflammation high blood pressure you can get breathing problems from it and even even people that are are, are will say a skinnier build but what we would kind of call would carry a lot of body fat for even being skinny um there has been early death syndrome there and in women Excess body fat is also associated with gallbladder, especially belly fat, uh, gallbladder disease and breast cancer. So this is really important. Now, we have to look at if we've got some visceral fat, intra-abdominal fat, um, or we've got some subcutaneous fat, is that bad for you? So what makes up uh, visceral fat particularly dangerous is why it's dangerous is likely how it's how close it is to your portal vein which transport bloods from your intestinal area to your liver so this is really important because substances released by visceral fat can travel to the liver which can impact 
the body's production of blood lipids. So think blood lipids, fatty substances in the blood, increase bad cholesterol and decreasing good cholesterol. So this is what's going to happen if you if you if, if visceral fat is it can be particularly dangerous, and um, if it's lightly close to that portal vein. So you have to look at it that way. So remember, our, our body has good and bad cholesterol, and we want the body, we don't want it to be impacted. We don't want the body's production of blood lipids to be impacted, fatty substances in the blood to be impacted by this visceral fat. So it's really important that we control it. Visceral fat all, all, also pumps out immune system chemicals, um, among other things, which can disrupt your metabolism, blood pressure, and the ability to respond normally to insulin. Now, remember, our body insulin is our storage hormone. So when our, when you ingest um, glucose, blood sugar, um, your body then will release insulin on, on, on the ingestion of glucose. Carbohydrates are, are a form of, of, of glucose. They're broken down. When you eat carbohydrates, they're broken down the bloodstream as glucose, and then they are further broken down and stored in liver and muscle tissue as glycogen. Re our storage hormone, think of the, the, the thing that's released, is insulin that will help us to store. So what we want to make sure we do, if we've got a disruption from we'll say visceral fat is going to disrupt our metabolism, blood pressure, and our ability to, to normally respond to insulin, um, then we've got a problem. Because as a result, you can develop insulin resistance. And this is um, th th can be the start of, in time, over time, uh, leading to um, pre-diabetes or type 2 diabetes. So that's really, really important that... Um, you look at that and you say to yourself, okay, if I'm carrying a lot of body fat, the potential here, especially visceral fat, say think around your midsection, there is going to be particular health, health risks. And the more excess body fat you have, the greater health, health risks you, you tend to, to have. Um, so each, in each, each additional kilo of body fat is linked to new uh, diagnosis of high blood pressure, high cholesterol, and heart disease. So body fat as such has a very, very negative effect on the body, and we need to really look at it on a health standpoint. We want to have uh, lower blood pressure. We want to have a lower cholesterol, and we want to have a healthy heart. So we, what do we have to do? We have to reduce body fat. Um, so when we look at when somebody is um, is carrying body fat, we need to look at ways of reducing it. So the key thing here is we're going to look at the likes of um, a well-balanced diet in a calorie deficit and regular exercise are going to be our two targeted areas we're going to look at. Now, the good news around visceral fat, the one that is around our organs, is one of the easiest types of fat to lose. So by eating a well-balanced diet that is in a deficit, in a calorie deficit, and doing particular exercise, both resistance training and cardiovascular training, we can target body fat. So now we need to look at if we've decided, okay, we're going to improve our diet, so we're going to get a well-balanced diet we're going to put ourselves in a slight calorie deficit that could be in very individual to some each person that could be 10 percent 15 percent um below maintenance calories we and then we start a regular exercise regime through the week so at least training three times a week to four times a week doing some form of resistance training and some form of cardiovascular training so what we need to think of now is how long is it going to take to lose that fat so first we have to remember it's impossible to target belly fat alone so it's, it's, it's absolutely impossible. So however, when we're reaching a lower body fat um, percentage overall, 
when when we think about dropping our overall body fat percentage, that's from every part of our body, not just belly fat, um, this will reduce your obviously your midsection weight and will reduce your risk of metabolic diseases. Um, so what we need to look at then is how long is that going to take? Um, so a calorie deficit. Now, when we talk about calorie deficit, a calorie deficit for me, for somebody starting out, should be, and I would normally program between, I would calculate their maintenance calories and I would create a deficit of somewhere between two to 500 calories, depending on the person. Um, so if we look at a deficit, a calorie deficit of about 500 calories per day, it tends to lead to an average weight loss of one to two pounds per week. And that's a health, very healthy pace um, to stick with. Uh, and it will support overall long term weight loss success. So that's awfully important, guys. We have to look at when we're trying to lose body fat, belly fat, so our midsection fat, that visceral fat around our organs, especially around our tummy area. We need to make sure we are looking at long-term goal here, not just a short-term reward. So the key thing here is you, you want to be able to sustain a pace of weight loss that, that is, it's going to take a bit of time and a one to two pounds per week mightn't be a lot for some people and they might want a lot more. But the, the, the advantage in doing it that way is that you're going to have a sustained weight loss over a period of time and you're going to keep that weight off because you're not going into an excessive deficit um, driving yourself in, in terms of driving stress response really, really quickly. Um, and we're, we're not going to, to, to push ourselves through the floor in terms of output through a, a five or six times a week training, loads of cardio, loads of walking. We're going to start off with a moderate deficit of about 500, let's say two to 500 calories per week. Say if we went at 500 calories below maintenance and we, that should alleviate about one to two pounds per week for most people. But again, we have to look at that. When it, it can take time to see and feel the results, that's the key thing. There's many factors involved in, in a certain uh, person losing body fat from one person to another. That's why we're all very individual people. There's many factors, including your age, genetics, the environment, your activity level, um, could also impact how quickly you shed body fat. And that's really, really important. And that's that's that that, that, that there's research behind this, guys. It, it, the, the age of the person differs massively. You could get somebody in their 40s is slower to lose weight than somebody in their 30s. Genetics is just genetically you're predisposed to carrying a lot of weight. It's in your family. The environment you're within can slow things down. Maybe your work-life balance, your your home life, um, the actual environment, the activity level you are at at the moment, the skill level you have within your training and, and, and the, your body's ability to maybe push a little bit further and further each day, that can all impact. So everybody's di different there and, and the key thing here is that we have to look at a healthy pace that we can stick to for the long term that's going to be the key thing so can we put an exact number of no we can't it's all individual to the person now if you just kind of have a, a an idea in your head okay if i'm roughly my maintenance calories at the moment is approximately 1800 calories and i go into a deficit of 10 percent that might be a little bit too little. So I might go into a little bigger deficit there. So I might go into a deficit of about, say, two or 300 calories. So if I go 300 calories, that should alleviate about a pound to pound and a half per week. Then you can calculate out how, how long it's going to take you to get down to your desired body weight, body fat percentage. And then obviously in turn, being down to a certain body fat percentage leads its way to a lower uh, overall uh, body fat um 
distribution across the body. So you're going to have, that's where you need to think about. So cutting calories, guys, is the primary path, is the primary path to losing body fat. Um, It is a sustain, you have to have a sustainable calorie deficit. So you use um, things like my fitness pal, you use things that can you can set up your calories and you can accurately track your intake. So when you look at the person that is say maintenance calories, you go any one of these calculators, if you go on calculator.net, you can check out, put in your few details, you'll get a rough maintenance calories of what you 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 um you should be at. And then if you create a deficit, we'll say you took off 300 calories off that and you started, I would advise you first when you're cutting calories to have some form of data that you can track accurately that you're hitting that amount of calories. That's going to be the number one thing first for burning fat and and basically getting the weight off. Now, the next thing is to measure the areas you're trying to lose weight from. So regularly log your waist, your arms, your legs, whatever. Get a tape measure, measure them areas, um, and look at the areas that you really want. From a health perspective, we want to have midsection belly fat lower. So I think a lot of our organs, internal organs, sit in that area. That's an area we want to have a little bit leaner. I think everybody would like to have their midsection a bit leaner. So we're going to take a tape and we're going to measure. And at least then you've got some data you can track off of. So you're looking already, you've created a calorie deficit. You have, you're tracking through MyFitnessPal. If you don't know, don't know how to use something like MyFitnessPal, Go and learn how to do it. It's not that complicated. It'll just take you a bit of time. But if you're if you're really bought into your health and being in a better position, that's worth your your, your time and investment. The next thing you need to look at once you've you've got your tracking through my fitness pal, you have your measurements done. That could be something like your belly, your navel area. You measure the widest part of your hips. You measure one leg. You you measure from the hip to the knee, halfway. Mark it, measure it get that write all this down where you're measuring and how you're measuring and then you're you're you've got some data you can go back onto each week or each two weeks the next thing you need to look at is eating a well balanced diet and that's going to be really important and we've spoke many times about this the ideal shopping list for somebody that wants to lose body fat is filled with high fiber fruits and vegetables whole grain carbohydrate sources lean proteins like chicken and turkey and and healthy fats um that are going to be really important so you're choosing like olive oils you're choosing eggs fattier pieces of fish like salmon you're choosing some steak for a fattier piece of meat you're you're choosing some nut butters and you're choosing some good quality oils like olive oil like i said uh cold pressed olive oil nut butters like cashew butter hazelnut butter peanut butter avocados stuff like that real quality healthy fats that's going to be one of the biggest players guys when it comes to changing the way you physically look you are what you eat and so you have to think of it that way if you're putting the effort into getting a kind of calorie deficit, learning how to track it, doing all your measurements, have all that data put down, and then you're not eating the ideal diet to match your goal, that's not going to help you. If you're trying to just fit all these dirtier foods, we'll say class them as low calorie, zero calorie, this kind of stuff, stuff that's going to carry a massive amount of, of additives and sweeteners and aspartin and all this kind of stuff. Are they going to help us digestively wise? No. Are they going to help us inflammation wise? No. They're going to have negative impacts. Again, what we want is we want a balanced diet. So if you think that healthy food is boring, you just need to learn to cook. You need to learn the skill of putting foods together, using 
spices and just getting a bit more knowledge around cooking that will massively help you but think about your shopping list is it filled with high fiber fruits and vegetables so good mixture of fruits and vegetables is it filled with whole grain carbohydrate sources again we look at our breads our pasta our rice our our um uh, our, our potatoes all this kind of stuff um are they all get good quality whole grain sources then our protein we want to get lean protein sources we want to utilize chicken we want to utilize turkey uh, white fish cod place haddock we want to utilize fattier cuts of meat like steak we want to use fattier fish to bring in some healthy fats like salmon we want to add in some olive oil butters all this kind of stuff should be part of your shopping list look at your trolley today look at what's in it is the, is it is it is it, is it is it is it looking back at you saying this is a healthy well-balanced diet and that's where i would suggest you and tip number three that you really look into and again the next thing we can do with um calories is focus on portion sizes because eating meals on smaller plates for instance and weighing your food can help you get at better at organizing portion sizes so this is really really important because if we look at um a certain calorie figure we're on if you're eating massive portions then you're you're literally eating two three meals a day and you're out of food then and you've done your calories for the day and then you're putting yourself into a bit of a, a negative um process in terms of your thought process because you're starting to think about food you want more food so start to eat off smaller plates weighing your food out make sure you get your portions right disperse your foods through the day don't just eat three square meals a day if you can try to have in a few snacks there here and there just to keep blood sugars taking over and just to make sure that in between meals you're having something so you're not coming to a meal where you're absolutely starving because what's going to happen there is there's there's going to be the option for you to overeat you're going to be pushed to overeating there because there's an upregulation in our hunger hormone called ghrelin so we want to control blood sugars we want to control our hormones and we want to have kind of regular feedings through the day if possible the huge one as well is going to be cut back in sugar so sugar is, is massively linked to weight gain gain limit your processed foods and alcohol and swap high sugar drinks and juices for sugar-free alternatives like sparkling water is a great one. So with alcohol and processed foods and a lot of these, a lot of alcohol that people drink, you know, cocktail stuff like that will have a lot of sugar in it. So just being a little bit smarter around that, choosing if you are going having some alcohol, choosing alcohol that's going to have way less sugar. Cleaner alcohols, vodkas, gins, stuff like that are all going to have way less, if none, no, no added sugar to them. Processed foods, guys, if you're opening packets, um, we are heating stuff up two minute this two minute that zero calorie this zero calorie that these are all highly processed foods think of the way if they're highly processed there's so many ingredients on the packet how is your gut going to feel about that how is your body going to break down that how is how is the the new what's the nutrient value within that food so we need to just really control sugar and that's really important and remember you can track on my fitness pal sugar as well which can be hugely uh, beneficial to help you recognize um sources of food that will carry High, high high levels of sugar so at least you can be on the lookout for that and that can really really um it, it be hugely important for you another thing to think about another tip for you as well is is, is a slight bit of fasting i find this is a great help for me when i'm on prep i i, I, I get up i will say at the weekends now i don't utilize it at, during the week because i train really early so my first meal normally during the weeks around eight o'clock in the morning to 7 30 and i would be up at five training so at the weekends when you you're not in the gym training and you're maybe at home doing your steps and stuff like that i found that um a little bit of fasting in the morning is really really helpful so pushing out that first meal maybe till one or two o'clock in the day and then what that leaves you with is about an eight to ten hour window where or less probably an eight hour window where you will be able to have all your food um 
in in that window and it can be hugely beneficial the hard thing at uh, on fasting is just getting used to it at the start the first thing that one tip i would say around fasting is get up in the morning hydrate first go for a walk then come back maybe have a black coffee or something like that and then just be go about your job stuff you have to do keep the brain busy get a few jobs done maybe you have to go to town do shopping whatever get all these things done and at least then it takes your mind off any food then you you, you start to get used to that process and then uh, you will see that by one or two o'clock you're fine and then you're ready to have your first meal and at least then you know from one o'clock to when you go to bed that night you've got all your meals to eat so that's a, a very very good um, system I feel for for longevity in terms of dieting um, again exercise is a huge one guys we want to be getting a, a, if we're on a we'll say a good quality low calorie diet or lower calorie diet that's in a deficit we need to match with exercise and there is no magic exercise regime that suddenly strips away body fat like what you have to look at is just literally mixing your training up you want to be lifting weights a couple of times a week to improve your lean body mass remember the more lean mass we have the higher metabolism we have the lower lean mass the lower the metabolism so we need to be looking at that then we need to look at the likes of our aerobic system keeping our heart healthy so some form of aerobic work and mixing your aerobic work so bringing lower intensity into the week and higher intensity into the week that's what i would say there that's really really important but again the most important thing is find an exercise routine and regime during the week that you enjoy something that you can go out you can go to a class you can go to the gym you can go for a hike you can go for a run what do you enjoy doing you know you need to lift some weights is that in a class environment are you good to go yourself in the gym are you going to get a coach what are you going to do so some form of exercise and again you're looking at about 30 60 minutes a couple of times a week and i would always say to somebody if you can train at least three to four times a week we're in a good position um, the next thing you think about is stress, guys. Huge chronic stress. In, in, in There's so much stress in people's lives at the moment, especially coming out of COVID, business-wise, financially-wise, everything. So chronic stress releases cortisol, and we spoke about cortisol many times, both positive and negative. It, it, cortisol is a hormone that can lead to inflammation and weight gain. That's the key thing there. So you have to find ways to lower stress that works within your lifestyle, such as taking a walk in the morning, getting out in nature, um, getting out in natural light, maybe practicing some stuff that's going to unwind you, like going for a bath in the evening, um, maybe doing some meditation practice, doing some yoga. So stuff that's going to be down-regulating, getting away from phones, tablets, TVs, really having a wind-down period at nighttime can be hugely beneficial to minimize stress so we're always thinking stress um, cortisol is a good thing in one sense but when it comes to body fat if you have chronic levels of stress you are going to be creating a lot of inflammation in the body which will lead to weight gain so we need to control stress so minimizing your stress guys is going to be a huge factor there and then the last one i would say is prioritizing quality sleep a lack of sleep sleep can can harm blood sugar levels and trigger cravings for high sugary foods we've seen this time time again and this will hamper weight loss. So creating a healthy bedtime routine of about seven to you, what you want to be getting is quality sleep between seven and nine hours um, where your eyes are shut each night and really looking at that and really thinking about, OK, um, I need to really focus on minimizing stress and getting quality sleep we've i've seen it with clients time and time again i've explained to them about sleep and the, and the importance of prioritizing sleep for weight loss and then suddenly when they do prioritize it everything goes in the right direction body composition just responds really really well so it's really important so it is a really important guys that there's no shortcuts to, to a healthy lifestyle but when we talked about visceral fat 
it, 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 it's it's a, the good news with visceral fat, the fat that's around the organs, the one we need to be concerned about, uh, really, first and foremost, it does, it's the easiest form to lose. So we have to be, um, we have to, t- to think about eating healthily, getting some exercise in, creating a little bit of a deficit. And if we and if we create a deficit of somewhere between three and 500 calories off our maintenance calories per week, we're, we're roughly looking at about um, a pound to two pounds per week, which for somebody could be four to six pounds per month. Uh, and that is a sustainable, it's not rapid. Um, and you can kind of judge yourself if you lost four pounds per month, how, how long would it take you to get your desired weight? And you know how long it's going to take. Um, but the key thing here is with uh, with this approach, it is to say sustainable. It's not like a rapid approach where you want it fast um, because that's not sustainable and that's not something that's it's going to be something that's very difficult to maintain. So once we do a more sustainable approach, then we're going to have a reduced waistline and and again you can track progress you can measure your waist and you can really take photographs and you can look at where your 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 body composition is changing as well because it's not all just about scale weight it's about body composition and that's where dropping body fat um is really important because remember if we find if we focus solely on the scales muscle is heavier than fat so if you're if you're looking and feeling leaner it might not show on the scales and that's why it's important to track non-scale progress too so not just the scales we're taking photos we're doing measurements this is really important you notice your energy levels your clothes fitting all these areas you're sleeping better your mood is better you're you're in your 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 aerobic capacity your fitness level is better within the gym these are all areas you need to look at not not just the scale weight um and and, and the really really important thing guys is if you are really struggling to to put all this together invest in a coach that would be the biggest advice i could give you if you if you feel you couldn't do this yourself invest in a coach because what will happen there is you'll get a professional that knows what they're doing can look at you individually and make these decisions and give you the set up everything for you so you know your action plan you know exactly where you need to be and then you show up each and every day and you do what's required to get to your to the goal that you want and just reach out for help because a lot of people this could be just too much and you're not at a place to do it yourself if you are in a place you do it yourself you have all these tips and tricks now and again we know if we talk about how long does it take to lose belly fat we know then it's going to take if we set that deficit up one to two pounds per week four to six pounds per month you can calculate that out it could take you up to six months but is it sustainable and is it going to be long term yes that's the beauty about it guys so the top tips remember is we're going to be in a calorie deficit we're going to have measures outside of just scale weight photos gut measurements we're going to do um how do we feel how's energy how sleep all these areas well balanced diet we're focused on portion controls we're cutting way back on sugar we're, we're looking at maybe a fasting protocol some days of the week which might help us when we're not busy and then we're going to set up a proper progressive strength training program and aerobic training program that's going to help us we're going to minimize stress and we're going to improve sleep these are all areas that are going to help you lose the weight um, and then once you focus on these areas alone then you will see that no longer um, are you into that mindset of fast 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 you've now built a healthier lifestyle you've built habits and behaviors around your goal and that will make a massive massive difference so hopefully that was beneficial to you guys hopefully you took something from it any questions you have at all on this please don't hesitate to ask drop a comment down below in the show notes or and please and um, subscribe to the podcast and i would really appreciate it if you would share the podcast even a screenshot on your social media platforms just to spread the word so a bigger audience can hear um a voice and they can maybe take something from this 
Hope everybody's having a fantastic week, guys. Um, it was a pleasure talking to you again this week on Reach Your Peak Podcast with your host, Bobby Enright. Have an amazing week. Thank you.